Hello and welcome to the Hindu's Parley podcast. I'm your host Vijayata Singh. Today we are here to discuss the current situation in Punjab against the backdrop of a series of events surrounding the Khalistan connection. The ongoing chase of pro-Khalistan propagator Amritpal Singh, who has been on the run for the past 10 days, is one of the recent development. After the Punjab police launched a coordinated crackdown against Singh and his associates on March 18, the Dubai returned radical preacher has remained elusive, pointing to the botched operation by Punjab police. To talk more about this, we are joined by Mr. Shashikant, former director general of police Punjab, and Mr. Manish Tiwari, Congress member of parliament from Anandpur Sahib Lok Sabha constituency in Punjab and former information and broadcasting minister. Welcome to the show. Mr. Shashikant, I would like to begin with you. Do you see a revival of the Khalistan movement gaining momentum in Punjab? In one line, no way, ma'am. There is no chance of the Khalistan movement getting revived. Yes, there are splinter elements who are trying to and have been trying to indulge in various activities and which uh, surface and resurface time over again. But people of Punjab, whatever the community, whatever the group, whatever affiliations might be, everybody had suffered during that time. I'm talking of 80s. And none of them is ready to go back to that time, revert back to that time. And having said this thing, I just want to add that a section of diaspora sitting abroad as well as, well as the ISI, they have been continuing their nefarious activities to create trouble in Punjab. Uh, Mr. Tiwari, what are your thoughts about this? Well, uh, I could not agree more with what our former Director General of Police, uh, Mr. Shashikant, had said. You know, Punjab, uh, there are no binaries. There, there is nothing called black and white. Uh, it is hundred shades of grey. But uh, the shade that you are talking about, uh, that strand, for the reasons which uh, uh, Mr. Sashikant elaborated, is at the moment uh, non-existent. Uh, people who have gone through that period between 1980 and 1995, uh, some of us who have seen personal suffering uh, very up and close, know the price that uh, gets paid in blood when the state goes through turbulence and goes through disturbance. And I do not think uh, any Punjabi, irrespective of whichever faith he believes or subscribes to, wants any instability, turbulence, uh, or uh, any kind of an upheaval in the state. Suffice to say that uh, there are uh, elements, anti-India elements, uh, who have been act- active from uh, the late 70s onwards to try and destabilize Punjab and Jammu and Kashmir and by extension uh, India. In fact, uh, it was post the creation of Bangladesh in 1971 when uh, a conference was held in Multan. It is called the Multan Conference. It was held in the December of 1970, uh, in the January of 1972, if I recall correctly from the top of my head. And essentially a two-pronged strategy was adopted by Pakistan that uh, we will eat grass, but we will get a nuclear bomb. And number two, we will try and destabilize India with a thousand cuts. So what you see are manifestations of that strategy playing themselves out in different shades and hues. And yes, our not-so-friendly neighbor across the border 
leaves just no stone unturned in order to exploit our internal contradictions if we allow them to manifest themselves right uh, because since last year uh, for the past couple of years there have been lot of uh, sightings of drones uh, uh, along the border punjab border particularly and uh, these drones have been used to drop uh, drugs uh, arms ammunition so uh, i understand that uh, pakistan uh, the neighboring country is a factor but do you think there is uh, there is more to it like there's more ground support uh, to these kind of elements uh, in punjab or rather india um, mr shashikan also yes there is lot uh, which missed the eye frankly this is as i see it as as a former intelligence man and former police wala i see it as a very nefarious very well laid out very extensively chalked out very nicely hashed up implemented plan of the isi and a section of diaspora abroad if you give me 2 3 minutes i'll just take you give you the highlights farmers attached agitation in delhi some pro khalistan posters coming then whatever happened in february 26 on the red fort then in february deep siddu who was spearheading all these things he dies in a car accident sad but he dies in a car accident some other persons who were traveling they were injured then there is a lull then all of a sudden a person who nobody had heard about him he is paradropped into our state into punjab he comes and his first attempt is to uh, capture this particular organization waris uh, punjab day which was floated by deep siddu who was an actor and a leader and he had a good support base so he captured that and the support base went towards him then he moves around talking about uh, amritsar chat a good thing he talks about de addiction need for de addiction a good thing welcome thing yes then all of a sudden he starts talking about khalistan just out of nowhere and then he commences biggest mistake that is to go to the nalapur station along with the holy guru granth sahab we all river that's the living guru that's a shabad guru and we all have we all he is he is guru granth sahab is the guru as on day yes what us uh, we all worship and uh, bow before him so all these things as you say then when the police crack down he runs away and surprising police is not able to nab him not able to nab him at all and what does it mean it means that somebody sitting abroad had activated those sleeper cells i was talking about they were giving him shelter they were giving him money they were giving whatever uh, was required this is what i see that uh, yes we talked about uh, what all is there to my mind this is the real story and i'm sure in due course of time investigative journalists like you they'll certainly expose it all thank you uh mr tiwari uh, i would like to talk to you about the mystery around this guy uh because the punjab government has also been hinting that uh, all of a sudden people there in punjab also have been questioning the appearance of this guy suddenly uh what do you think uh, could be behind this uh, is he uh, some uh, foreign agency's creation or he just got uh, some kind of publicity and he thought to cash on it well i think ma'am it is important to understand the context to put facts in a perspective if you were to rewind back to 1947 when the partition of india took place there has been a latent impulse in punjab that uh, while the hindus got hindustan and the muslims got pakistan perhaps some people got shortchanged in the process 
the between delhi and uh, peshawar there were 2 million people belonging to every conceivable faith who were massacred 20 million more were displaced and so therefore uh, punjab suffered the worst of the partition in fact uh, only west bengal or only bengal you know comes uh, uh, next in the pecking order of suffering if i can put it in those words and so therefore uh, there are always forces and may i say that this is just a fringe the uh, majority the overwhelming majority of uh, people who live in punjab believe in punjab punjabi and punjabiyat uh the composite culture of hindus and sikhs uh are shared syncretism uh, but yes there is a fringe and so therefore uh, at times when things become turbulent uh people uh, who want to exploit our contradictions are able to tap into that fringe so therefore i don't think it is really about uh, a certain person it is more about uh the fact that there is this latent sentiment uh which as i said you know is a fringe sentiment uh, but that needs to be uh, addressed uh, in a holistic manner which unfortunately we have not been able to do in the past 75 years all right uh, mr shashikant i would pose this question to you since you have seen the workings of the police close hand uh how, like you have you mentioned before but how do you assess the state government's way of dealing with the entire situation uh did the government wait too long in taking action against amrit pal uh, and even though a perception was building that uh, crisis is prevailing did they botch up or could they have done it better yeah sorry uh, i'm a policeman so i use very blunt words yes it was a botched attempt planning execution by the punjab government and by the punjab police to start with i'm surprised when he came here and started talking about khalistan and all those things and uh, nobody took any notice he even threatened the union home minister and uh, punjab chief minister and everybody nobody took any notice i'm surprised about it and then all of a sudden punjab police and punjab government decide to get hold of him right and he's on the run but constantly somebody is feeding up feeding him up with info who is coming who is chasing you where to go where to go and change your clothes and turban and to change the vehicle etc i'm sure i can bet it that uh, a section somebody in the punjab police was doing it and it's not the first time that i have seen such a stupid kind of situation where some some of our moles are doing something i'm sure that is there it will come out in due course of time yes it, one word like you asked it was washed up operation right from the very beginning at initio and still is moving that way only right uh, mr dewari uh, one of the speeches of amrit pal that was tracked by the security agencies days before he ran away uh, was that he was uh, talking about uh, uh, this uh, commun- he was giving communal speeches about christians and uh, hindus in punjab uh how do you see uh, what what could be the uh, motive behind uh, giving such communal speeches okay you talk about khalistan you talk about uh, a sikh nation uh, but uh, what does it say about disturbing the communal harmony in the state well ma'am attempts have been made even in the past to try and disturb uh, communal amity in punjab and they have been singularly unsuccessful 
between 1980 and 1995, when we went through a very violent phase of uh, terrorism, uh, even at that point in time, there was never ever a public confrontation between the Hindus and Sikhs, despite uh, every attempt being made to provoke such a confrontation. Now, I cannot comment about the motives of someone as to why somebody chooses to articulate in a particular manner. But suffice to say that if someone understands the history of Punjab, uh, one would very clearly conclude that, uh, you know, it's a doomed attempt, it's a failed attempt, because uh, being a border state, having uh, seen, uh, seen two wars up and close, seen the period between 80 and 1995, people in Punjab are very chary and they are very wise. So therefore, uh, you may make these attempts to sow the seeds of discord, but it really doesn't happen. Right. Does it also uh, impact the image of the state, Mr. Tiwari? Well, it definitely does. You know, if there is turbulence, if there's instability, uh, it has an impact on investment. In any case, we are at the tail end of the country. Borders are closed off. So therefore, uh, uh, Punjab actually requires uh, a huge amount of uh, investment in order to ensure the intellectual flight of its young people, which has been taking place uh, now for almost four decades, is somehow halted. But unfortunately, that has not happened. Punjab is today the most indebted state in the country. Its uh, debt-to-GSDP ratio is somewhere uh, in the range of 44 to 45. Uh, it has a debt of about 3 lakh crores. So therefore, uh, uh, when you are facing a very, very severe economic challenge and you have a very aspirational young community, which is intrinsically connected to a huge and successful diaspora abroad, uh, any kind of instability uh, does not augur well for the state at all. Yeah, considering the fact that uh, the day uh, on Feb February 23, when the Ajnala police station was attacked, the Punjab government was hosting uh, uh, an investor summit. So, quite uh, something. So, uh, Mr. Shashikant, uh, we have heard about concerns about drugs being pushed from across the border. Uh, we know the problems, but what, what is the strategy that needs to be adopted to counter it? Uh, could you name some? The yes, strategy is very simple. In fact, when I had gone to the Punjab and Haryana High Court in the uh, petition that I had filed there, 23359 of 2013, the Honorable Court, one particular bench, had passed very, very fantastic orders that this is what exactly is to be done. And uh, that if that's done, certainly they can uh, ensure that the situation doesn't go out of the out of hands, like though it has already, but it can be sort of uh, controlled. So, yes, solution is there, but to my mind is that, uh, well, the problem is that, uh, is the government, sorry for saying this thing, is the government serious? Any government for that matter? Whenever I talk about this particular problem, I see in Punjab, we have drug problem. And when we talk about the drug problem, a section of policemen, some smugglers, and a section, section of politicians, they are also somehow or the other, hand in glove with it. And again, I raise a very basic question every time, which is not liked by anybody. I say when we talk about elections, whether it's Panchayat election or any election, in Panchayat election, the gentleman who's contesting the election says, hey, here, I'll spend 50 lakhs out there, what the returning files. And when you ask him from where the 50 lakhs had come, 
His answer is, you got the donations. Ma'am, will you give your hard-earned white money as donations? I'm not saying that it was all drug money. But yes, I'll say to a large extent, it was tainted money. We have got sand mafia, we have got uh, timber mafia, we have got drug mafia, we have got book mafia. There's no doubt that the mafia is in the state, unfortunately. So tell me, where is the political will to control the situation? All political parties have been here. Which political party, and I challenge all of them, had made serious attempts. Wonder what happens when the court starts pushing. Then they say, okay, in one week we have arrested 25,000 persons or 35,000 persons. But the fact is they are the end users. And we, in activism, we, 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 we take them to be sufferers. They are, they are the sick people who need to be treated. Not that they have to be pushed behind the, uh, this high walls or the prison houses. In one line, I'm sorry that nobody had made any serious efforts to control the situation. And everybody is responsible, whether it's politicians, whether it's police wallahs, whether it's smugglers, normal people, everybody is to be blamed. Uh, Mr. Tiwari, since you are a politician, would you like to counter this? No, I don't think, ma'am, it's about, uh, you know, a tit for tat. Uh, I think what Mr. Sashikant uh, raises is an extremely profound concern. And uh, there is a 600-pound gorilla in the room. And that 600-pound gorilla is the financing of your political system, not only the financing of your elections, but the financing of your political system. And this is something which, uh, which, which is a problem which almost every democracy is grappling with. Uh, more so, even the advanced democracies like the US, where the US Supreme Court actually uh, legalized uh, super PACs, political action committees, which are basically fundraising uh, uh, endeavors. And of course, uh, narcotics is, is a huge challenge because narcotics is a, a strategy by our not-so-friendly neighbor on the western border in order to try and debilitate uh, an entire generation of young people in Punjab. So uh, there is a supply-side issue that... Narcotics keep coming across the border, whether they come by drones or they come otherwise. There is a demand side issue which needs to be addressed with some level of empathy and some level of sensitivity. Uh, there is obviously the question of an excess. So, 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 so therefore, there is, uh, there are a variety of um, intermingled issues which are at play, and the kind of. Uh, uh, the kind of governance uh, heft which needed to be brought to bear uh, in order to try and address the issue, unfortunately, has not happened. And Mr. Sashikant is right there. All right. Uh, there is also a very disturbing trend that we are seeing of vandalism and attacks at Indian missions abroad uh, over the Khalistani issue. Uh, so what measures can government take to stop such occurrences? Uh, because people of Indian origin have clashed with each other outside the missions. Uh, do you see uh, these events? Uh, I mean, I'm sure they're linked to the domestic events happening here. But uh, what can be done to, you know, put a stop to it? Uh, Mr. Shashikan? Yeah, well, look, whatever is happening abroad, whether it's Canada or UK, Australia, United States, who are these persons? They are post-1980s generation to be more specific, post-1984 generation. 
it is a human psyche that if anything happened to my father, it happened to my father, I'm really angry about it and remain angry about it all the time. So they become really hyper about it. Yes, there was Operation Blue Star, which really was something which shouldn't have happened. Then there was 84 in Delhi where the, an attempt was made to almost a genocide to kind of thing was there to genocide of Sikhs, etc., etc. Number one is that. They still have that kind of feeling. And the older generation, which has migrated from here abroad, they live in a sort of time capsule. They're not able to come out of that time capsule. If you talk with them, their language is still what it used to be in 80s or 70s. I mean, say, kind of colloquials and the words that they were using. So they are still living in the time capsule, number one. And second, unfortunately, in all these countries, what's happening, there are certain political elements belong to that particular country, which take this particular section of diaspora, particularly youth, yes, as their vote bank. They're oblivious of the entire thing. They say, hey, if it's going, okay, okay. Yes, we'll win from here. We've got a good chunk of vote, uh, vote back here. So this is the problem which is uh, happening. And I think the government of India has taken a very, very right step when whatever happened in the United, in the United, King, uh, yeah, United Kingdom, then they, in a way, I won't say they use the word, I shouldn't use the word retaliated or whatever it is, that whatever they did to sort of steps that they took in, in, in terms of the reference to the security of the uh, British mission out here. This is the kind of, they have to be told that we are serious about it. Nobody can challenge their sovereignty and integrity. Okay, they are foreign citizens, they are baby. They have to handle them. Not Indian government can't go, they handle them. But there is a situation they have to handle it. They better handle it. Otherwise, we know how to retort. Sorry, I'm in the wrong word, but I know uh, we know how to retort. Thank you. Mr. Um, Tiwari, do you agree with the steps taken by the Indian government here? in retaliation to what happened in UK? Look, what happened in the United Kingdom or what happened in Washington, D.C. or uh, in Canada, for that matter, it is extremely unfortunate. Uh, there are uh, some sections of the diaspora uh, which have a very, very different perspective and an incorrect perspective on uh, Punjab. Uh, so, therefore, while in the countries where they reside, they would not even break a traffic signal. But when it comes to Punjab, uh, there is that fringe which is in a continuously uh, provocative uh, mode. So uh, I think government of India has to work with these countries to ensure that uh, our embassies and our diplomatic personnel are protected. You know, if there is a difficulty in a particular country, then we must consider deploying our own security forces and work with uh, those countries in order to uh, obtain the requisite uh, permissions. You know, it's unfortunate that things have uh, come to such a pass, uh, that unfortunately uh, you are seeing these uh, rather uh, aggressive and violent uh, demonstrations uh, in many parts of the world. And, and, and I do think uh, that... Uh, it requires both a governance outreach uh, to these countries and also it requires a political outreach uh, which was made during the darkest days of terrorism when uh, all political parties, irrespective of uh, their differences on other issues, came together in order to ensure that the uh, essence of Punjab, which is Punjab, Punjabi and Punjabiyat, is protected, promoted and preserved. Right. Uh, Mr. Tiwai, this, this question is again for you. 
वॉट इज अ वे फॉरवर्ड इन पंजाब टू कीप दालिस्तान और सेशनिस्ट इंक्लिनेशन एट बे वेल आई सेट पोलिटिकल मोबिलाइजेशन यू सी ऑल पोलिटिकल पार्टीज irrespective of whatever differences they may have on other issues on this particular issue they must ensure that an overwhelming uh, part of the population which is already in the democratic mainstream continues to remain in that mainstream right uh, mr shashikant do you see a uh, police overreach uh, here because uh, we saw like many people who were detained by punjab police uh, the aids of uh, so called aids of amritpal singh they were later released uh, by the police and the shiromani akali dal also came out the, uh, in their support and uh, issued helpline numbers also so do you think uh, the police uh, is also like you know uh, acting in contravention to law here yeah but police certainly they overreacted they oh, it was overreaction they overreacted uh it, yes even the body police has its own intelligence setup and all kinds of setups they have so they should have ensured that they had some information they should have picked up only the specific specified a specific person that there is some information about this person this person this kind of an mass picking up of persons is certainly something i it, it doesn't digest well with me I, I, i don't approve of it and that's why this again a section of uh, i uh, say politicians as well as social media they are again come up on this thing that yes punjab is again going back to those kind of uh, dictatorial days there is no dictatorship here i'm sure about it but government police should have acted wisely and picked up those persons who were really wanted not that you just close your eyes and say okay because whatever happened at ajnala that was a there was a, it had a religious tinge to that and punjabis are sort of very religious kind of persons if the wahid of guru granth sahab is going somewhere guru granth sahab is going is in place somewhere lots of persons even all go and stand there in the queue and uh, just join the particular group so it's not that everybody out there was like that police should have just used his brain and intelligence and uh, uh, looked at the situation more uh, carefully and uh, not 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 impatiently uh, not without uh, thinking about anything ki okay this person there the video camera so these are these are seen there pick them up no it was really really wrong step and it sent very very wrong signals right uh, mr tiwari do you think uh, the police action followed uh, the uh, political uh, directions or was there any lack of political uh, directions uh, to the police in how to tackle this uh, matter look it's an evolving situation and i do not want to score political brownie points at this point in time uh, primarily because when it comes to national security uh, i do tend to take a position which is extremely non-partisan uh, but suffice to say that uh, if at all they wanted to go down this particular street they had uh, enough time and enough warnings and signals to be able to do it earlier right uh mr shashikant one of the issues that is constantly being raised by center as well as the state government officials it is the misuse of uh, communication facilities uh, in jail uh, recently we saw this uh, alleged gangster lawrence vishnu he was giving interviews from a jail in punjab uh, since uh, you have held the jail portfolio like you have you were the dgp presence in punjab uh, how do you think that this can be stopped because jammers uh, uh certainly don't seem to be effective anymore well billion dollar question 
And I'll give just one line reply to that. Jails are the safest places to go and sit in there and plan and ensure implementation of that nefarious plan. This one line, I think, says everything. If you go deep into it, you'll find that there are so many reasons there for. Uh, yes, they talk of jammers and this and that. Most important is human element. Is there any wish and will to ensure that these guys who are posted in various prison houses, they really want to check these things? No. The problem again is either a sort of wish or will of some persons, some powerful persons, to ensure that, to, to give direction that when his person is going to the jail, I have, I have seen it, how they start talking about, hey, he's my man, just ensure that he lives there peacefully and all those things. And second problem is that uh, which comes in handy everywhere. This is what exactly happening. That's why jails are becoming safest places. I know most of the most notorious plans have been planned and meticulously implemented even abroad while persons are sitting in different houses. But in India, like it appears to have become a practice, which is I think is really... Shocking and uh, disgusting. Right. Mr. Tiwari, uh, how do you think this can be tackled, this jail nexus of criminals that is being run from prisons? Look, I think uh, the fundamental challenge uh, is to ensure that uh, there is a broad political consensus that such uh, elements needs to be exorcised and uh, proscribed from our uh, the mainstream of the social milieu, uh, you know there should not be a romanticism of violence, which unfortunately uh, has become a sine qua non in Punjab. Uh, and and coupled with that, uh, insofar as jail administration is concerned, you see that's a that's a governance challenge, and so therefore that governance challenge has to be met effectively. There are uh, two or three ways of doing that. If there is paucity of funding, then, you know, funds need to be uh, put in place. Uh, if there is any other uh, uh, logistical issues which need to be resolved, those should be resolved. If there is a deficiency of training, you know, then those training uh, modules need to be updated. But I think most importantly, there is this larger question of crowding, right? So you have just far too many people in jail given uh, their capacities. So under those circumstances, uh, we uh, need to adopt a multi-pronged issue uh, in order to ensure that, uh, uh, that, that you do not have these kind of aberrations manifesting themselves. Yeah, I think we'll wrap this uh, podcast. Uh, thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you so much.